Hey, thanks for listening to Replayable, a podcast where we talk about current media within a game concept. Beware, there will be spoilers ahead. Black Mirror can get a little bit... Uh can get a little bit dark. Yeah, but not this episode. This episode's really sweet, and the aesthetic in it is so nice. I have this 80s chill wave aesthetic. Okay, okay. Yeah, I love. Chill wave, is that the word I'm looking for? I think so, yeah. Yeah, like, like I mean, neon sort of like and dance. Yeah, yeah, it has that sort of vibe. Or like a lo-fi kind of chill hop or something like yeah. this. Like so many like veins. Yeah, 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 it feels very lo-fi chill hop. <laughs> it's it, there's always that girl who's drawing or studying. Doing she's her homework, like, yeah. Every time she's doing her homework, it's like, damn, she's got really good music selection. But uh, she's been studying for life. It's pretty funny. So I guess we're on to this is season two. We've done. Last season we did uh, in total 20 episodes. I'm not sure actually how many different films, but yeah. So season two, thank you for joining Replayable. Uh, this week we are talking about Upload, which is an Amazon original released in May last year. Was it last year? Um, I did watch it for the f first time last year. Oh. Okay, yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. May last year. Yeah, it's written by Greg Daniels. So Greg Daniels is known for The Office, the American rendition of The Office, Parks and Recreation, and King of the Hill, which is 1997, a little bit older. But he's a writer, and this is uh, one of the shows that he's developed. And it's uh, pretty interesting. It really feels in the now. It's set place 15 years in the future. So things feel a little bit current but pushed a little bit further we have like uh, they have phones in their hands now when they talk it's definitely a, a very the tech is much more advanced the society it's really interesting it actually made me feel when they're signing into the studio and they have i guess they have thumb passes now where yeah. some studios they have fobs i'm not sure how many people it would depend because working in film and obviously games you do there is a, it feels more high tech to get in. I'm not sure what it is working at other businesses, but it does feel a little bit uh, extra. So I guess the main synopsis of everything that goes on is the main character, Nathan Brown, is this tech developer, game programmer, and he's developed this competing software that they don't really get into too much, which unveils as the episodes go on. And he gets into a really bad car accident somehow is uh, dying and essentially the premise is he gets uploaded into a digital heaven and it's right now it's a one-way track gets uploaded in digital heaven and then begins his journey of almost looking back at his decisions in life tries to deepen himself as a person i wouldn't even, i wouldn't even know how to relate to that but upload if you're no longer alive and you're just this virtual body but i forget the name of it. it's called like haven something oh, like um lake view lake view yes yes and um, it's supposed to be very reminiscent of like canadian very yeah like those mountain like, cottage lodges. country yeah yeah like, it, honestly it looks in alberta it looks like jasper park lodge 
Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, but it's not. I I actually had to look it up. I was like, that's not. It's not. It's not filmed there. But where um, where is it filmed? Did you? Um, Vancouver. Oh, get out of here. Oh, yeah, okay, so okay. it does it does look very Western Canada. Though actually, apparently, the house though that they film out is actually in New York. So okay. yeah, so it's some of some is it some of it is also filmed on location, but I guess most of it was done in Vancouver. Is what it <laughs> seems. <laughs> It stars Robbie Amell, Andy Alou, Zanab Johnson, a medley of folks, very diverse and multicultural cast that we've seen so far in season one. But it's pretty interesting that when watching it, it does definitely almost makes light of some very deep philosophical aspects of the afterlife and what that potentially would be different, maybe not religious, maybe religious, I don't know, perspectives on death in the real world. And then the ramifications of humans in connection to that change, because the relationships do change up quite a bit as that happens to, as you move into this digital afterlife, which is interesting because it's almost like you're still there. You're not there physically but it's almost like you can still call people in the real world and see how they're doing and i don't know it's really interesting it's a really interesting sort of concept but i guess if you had to pick a narrative for the first season could you narrow it down to one one sort of uh narrative that's, that drives the story that's a really good question so i maybe have two in mind which I know is not one or maybe one's more theme and one's more narrative but what I find very interesting is I guess theme wise is just the, the way that the afterlife is in the show with all the advertising and all the additional it's an app almost you have <laughs> to buy everything all the microtransactions it's just a very interesting satire in that sense and it's interesting because i feel like that's something we would absolutely do so there was this uh what's the word i'm looking for maybe just turning monetizing everything even the afterlife and then i guess the narrative that is probably the key narrative is the nathan's death perhaps mm -hmm. it happens under sort of mysterious circumstances and mm -hmm. but then there's also now I'm not so sure because then there's also the narrative um, of his relationship with Nora and kind of learning how to live after he dies yeah so now okay so there's two narratives I don't know which one's the key one but one one feels like a more sort of immediate narrative and one feels more of an overarching narrative perhaps yeah, I definitely agree. The hook for me was the mystery in how he died. And then there was this almost like... Love triangle? Yeah, it's really weird. But then again, I really find... Because for me, a big thing is almost nailing down what's the motive here? What are the motives for these individuals? And when I can't really find the proper motive... I find that I tend to get confused or lost. I don't really understand what Ingrid... So essentially, Robbie or... Sorry, Nathan Brown, the character, is in a relationship with Ingrid, who has a, a ridiculous amount of money. And her father is works in politics and whatnot. 
And essentially, she has enough money to get him into this really high-end heaven. Without her, he's not really much in having the financial sway to get him in there, and it's really pricey. But I also, regarding his death, she's also implicated within knowing that he was passing or a part of him dying. But then it's this really... I don't know, flippant. She's a very flippant character where it's like she loves him, but then maybe it's the social, what's that satire of the society at that point where relationships are very, I love you, but then I'm with somebody else, but then no, but I'm not with them, but I'm with you now. And it's very like this. You also have a dating app. What's that dating app that uh, Nora, um, she, she's on? Yeah. Oh, shoot. What's it called? They it's do like, have a, it's a very Tinder type dating app and you rank people. Yeah. And, yeah. It's, uh, I can't remember the name, but it, it definitely alludes to the fact uh, that essentially people that sign on there, they're only there to sleep around or to sleep with the other person. <laughs> it's just really, I don't know. It's very interesting in regards, I would say chaotic in how relationships are portrayed. Even the way that life is portrayed because she was very casual about him dying. She's just, yeah. just pass over, just go to, just upload. It's fine. Just upload. Is it casual because it is, or is it casual because it's her almost not being grounded in this person was killed? Or maybe she's just, I want you to upload because then it's almost, we can then have more of a control over you in what you're developing. Cause he was developing something, uh, Nathan Brown was developing something pretty high end that yeah. would, you know, change the landscape and make it accessible for the masses. And this is being in this digital heaven is very exclusive niche. So she was trying to, spoilers, she was trying mm -hmm. to save him in the end, it turns out that she, but she did know that his life was in danger. Yeah. Um, she and did that's know. It. It's just like, it's so, really like, weird. It's really, it is really weird. She's not really a good person, but then you find out she's not as bad as you thought she was. Mm -hmm. But then she, she goes to that support group for people dating folks who have been uploaded. And mm -hmm. and she's, I don't know, I was thinking I might just turn them off and you know, yeah. date other people. And but because it's almost like uploads aren't seen as people, they're seen as property, the property of their families. Mm -hmm. But, um, and that's the thing, it's they're not married. No, they're, they aren't. So that's what I mean. It's she's, she or he is her upload. And it almost changes the relationship dynamic where if he's having it, it puts you in a weird place. If you're still quote unquote yourself regarding everything, and you know, who you are as a person, if you have a disagreement with somebody, the other person will be like, well, I'm just going to delete you and then just move on with my life. And you're so disposable. If you go from life is very chaotic, things are much more grinder hinge. And then it's, oh, I'm in the afterlife. Okay, cool. Uh, but then I can just still get rid of you or delete you or something like this. That's very interesting. I found, I felt myself a little bit triggered, I guess at one point when there was a funeral and then they were having a disagreement and then she's like, I could just delete you. And it's just because I you're know. being very, and I was like, oh, this is, uh, <laughs> I was like, right. it, I don't really, like you at all. It's kind of great. good writing, but. Oh. Yeah, no, absolutely. That part was really disturbing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. But it's just, it's almost you're getting the lay of the land and how things are. And then you begin to see Nathan Brown's and Nora's 
I don't want to say relationship, almost flirty, flirtiness take off. And then you begin to see there's an affinity. Nora, she's more of a recluse in the real world, not really good at dating. She's, her mom recently passed away, if I'm not mistaken. Passed away and her father is in the process of passing. Like he's, he has, what was funny, it's not funny, but he has something called vape lung, which is a comment on all the people vaping and them being, oh, I just didn't know the effects of it. I was Mm -hmm. like, oh my God. Yeah. It's definitely a a tell for this, for our current generation right now, or maybe a little bit before where vaping is the thing. And then it's, I don't know, it's not really the thing. Were you going to say something? Sorry. No, now she's struggling because her dad doesn't want to upload. So then Mm -hmm. there's that narrative as well, choosing between passing. And then he seems to have a religious view. If I upload, I can't be with your mom in the afterlife. And she's like, then you can't be with me Mm -hmm. as an upload. And so she's struggling with that and trying to convince him that uploading is better than dying. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you have access to this person and that's where the philosophical debate begins to take place to a degree where it's, if you die, what is uploaded? Is it, is it you or is it, let's say a way that you think and act? And if that's the case, is there access for you to still, I guess there is, you can still change and grow as a person, but you're never really gone. But which in a way is maybe a way to soften the blow for somebody passing, but then it opens up some conundrums as well. In the case of Dylan, uh, this kid that you see later on, who dies when he's really young by falling off the Grand Canyon and essentially is uploaded and then is seeing his brother and the people that were within his life when they were all the same age get older and then now they don't want to get in stay in contact with him anymore because it's like one conversation is like well i don't want you to talk to Dylan anymore so i'm 18 i've moved on with my life like i'm going into high school i'm getting like a girlfriend then dylan is man these guys are passing he's seeing them pass him in life where they're getting girlfriends they're moving on they it's almost like who he is stifled in context to where they are. So it's, and then he's locked to his avatar where it's, he doesn't actually, they don't actually grow. It's how you, I guess, scanned into the upload, uh, into the world is your locked avatar. And there's no sort of adjusting that unless there is some sort of monetization that, that takes place where you can change that. But it's just really, I'd say it's really, there's a bunch of competing narratives as it's going through, but it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Maybe the overarching narrative is probably about, well, it's death (laughs) and the sort of digital afterlife. (laughs) And it's like, should we, (laughs) should we do that? Yeah, seriously. Perhaps. But even can we though? <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah, it's very interesting. In regards to the demographic that it's trying to reach, I think the demographic you can feel free to disagree. It feels really now. It feels really I'd say the age demographic is twenty to forty, very sitcom. Anybody who's technically savvy, knowing computers and video games and AR, VR, augmented reality, AR, a virtual reality, VR. They're very knowledgeable about that stuff. This definitely would be a segue into seeing how all that stuff might spin off and be an interesting 
vehicle to to tell a story to tell a narrative that's how I, that would be the demographic that i would see do you what i guess would what do you see as the age demographic i agree opinion? because you said it happens in the near future so it's i see it as for gen z and millennials people who really grew up on the internet Mm -hmm. uh, because it does seem to mimic a lot of the in internet culture, but also people who interact with apps and have dealt with microtransactions and mm. ads popping up all the time and um, and just all the corporations merging people, just people who exist today are seeing these things happening, like how Disney owns everything now. And then to sat be a satire of that, to parody that, they have the most ridiculous mergers. It's like Panera, Verizon. I can't remember exactly the mergers, mm -hmm. but and everything is Facebook, Trader Joe's. Or yeah. something like that. All these strange mergers, everything belongs to someone. I also think it's relevant because even though it feels specifically with the afterlife, it also feels like metaverse, which is what everyone mm, yeah. is super into lately. Apparently mm -hmm. metaverse is the word of 2021 or 2022. I can't remember if it was supposed to be. The, but like in, in general, you're saying oh, the wow. word of the year was metaverse. What? Um, because every company seems to be competing to be the one to own or to develop the metaverse oh and, i thought it'd be nft but oh yeah. yeah nft was on there too because we don't have we have nfts we don't have a metaverse yet people are trying to create that now apparently that's actively being sought and mm -hmm. upload feels like a metaverse where the people aren't alive so it's very relevant to folks who exist today and are like you said just tech savvy like it or even just people who who have who are very connected to <laughs> the internet maybe we, we, we don't need to say tech savvy per se but people who are on their smartphones and yep. downloading apps and supporting those big companies by ordering things like my Amazon order that's coming today. <laughs> or DoorDash. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's yeah. very... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, and just a lot of the technology in there. They did a good job. They're plausible. Some of them are a little <laughs> bit like, uh, I don't know, but like self-driving cars. That's <laughs> already a thing. Definitely the people of today. Yeah, it makes me think in a way when we're talking about the mergers and larger corporations coming together and just how society has shifted to a very, just a different almost shade of what currently is going on right now. It makes me think in a way, all the ridiculous commercials of Robocop, where it's like, I'd buy that for a dollar and, and just these very caricatured salespeople trying to get you to bite on something really ridiculous. But to a degree, it's almost like you would take something now and then you would times 10 it, what it would be like in the future. And it would be like, what if, I don't know, a company somehow merged with Honda. If Honda merged became a part of a bio company and you had individuals that were, oh, my heart is really weak. We'll try this new Honda heart. It's very, it yeah. feels like it's very indicative of that sort of vibe where things on one hand, you're like, that's ridiculous. But then at the same time, you're like, well, you don't really know where all this stuff goes. And if that's where they see things going, it's there's a potentiality for it. But it is very comical, like uh, Panera, Facebook, and all these other joint companies that are coming together. What features technology-wise did you see if this was converted into a game would make it unique? I feel, and I don't think we have any game suggestions yet um, mm -hmm. in this category, but I feel like it could be a VR game. 
Yeah. They really put you in the body of an upload or the person that you're uploaded as a character. Let's say Nathan. If you were uploaded <laughs> as Nathan, you would be in his body and maybe actually to make it more immersive i feel mm -hmm. like you should be able to design your character at least select their gender and appearance but maybe they are a set character just to fit the narrative mm -hmm. um but yeah no i feel vr or even ar could be cool but that would be not as immersive i feel like it would be more maybe taking elements from upload and uh, allowing you to experience them in an AR format. But I feel like this game totally fits the bill for a VR game. Yeah, I can definitely, I can see it almost like a two part in a way, because I do think it is, it lends itself quite well to a, a VR experience. You're in this world and that's definitely where there's a big push currently in technology. Sony PlayStation just announced the new VR to a setup that they are developing and we we also have facebook's vr so there's definitely a big oculus. push yeah for there to be sorry what did you say it was oculus rift yes so there's obviously there's definitely a big push to get things trending in that direction and just for the sake of it being this upload experience where this world is so immersive and you're almost diving into this satiristic environment the the best way that you'd probably get the most out of it is to be there because it's though you're there you would still i'd say you'd probably it's more easily digestible with your interactions when you are in vr than you are just playing with a controller the controller is a little bit like you're pulled away from the just from the immersiveness of the, the world that you're looking at. And that's especially the main push of the show. It is that, wow, everything looks so real. And then it's like you're flipping over a leaf and then you see the company that the leaf was designed by. And it's just, there's all these little tells of you're in reality, but then everything you look at, it's like you, there's a label of, oh, it's designed by this company. Environmental storytelling for sure for sure or environmental marketing and branding to a degree as well but i can see it in two parts because if this was a game and i'm not sure how you'd obviously be in vr but then you'd still need an angel which is essentially an assistant that yeah. would help you with things that are going on pictured it like firewatch how you develop this relationship with a woman over they they're talking over walkie-talkie <laughs> and I figured your angel, your character, the character that you're portraying would have these sort of conversations that you could pick <laughs> the responses to and you could basically develop a relationship. And not necessarily a romantic one, but just a relationship with your angel. Just like a rapport. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I... maybe you find out things. You can learn what their real name is and as you talk to them and as they guide you through the afterlife mm -hmm. yeah i can definitely i see it as because i'm i'm familiar with that dialogue as well but also i feel that with that dialogue something that wasn't or something that would might add a little bit of a different feel would be like so i was playing this game uh big resident evil fan but this offshoot which was in resident evil remake the third it's called resident evil resistance and essentially it is, so you can pick uh, sort of a group of whatever characters you want. And it's you pitted against another person who is called the mastermind. 
and essentially you are playing your character from third person to go through this environment but all the while the mastermind can see all the characters through cameras they can set up obstacles coming down the road it's that almost asymmetrical combat they're setting up if, if this if the room that they they see that you're in room one but they know you're going to go to room three and then room three, I could just spawn a bunch of traps here, or I could have a whole bunch of zombies so that when you get here, it's, it slows you down. And I'm not saying that would be the case in Upload, but that almost third person omniscient view looking over maybe a group of individuals and be like, hey, their oversee abilities where they could maybe talk to, click on a player and have a conversation with them. And then maybe they can see that they're having difficulty uh, with certain things, or maybe they're flagged. And then, I don't know, I just feel like there's that almost there's, it's not asymmetrical, but it's like people are in VR, but then there's also somebody overlooking them in, in what their avatar is doing in 3d where they can help them with certain things, which would be interesting because then they could be like, Oh, I see that you're not wearing you haven't found maybe your closet or your closet is over here. And then they could point them in that direction because it is very much so getting familiarized with the environment that you're in, especially if it's a very, I guess it is very jarring and everybody has their own sort of life that they've lived and things that they're familiar with. The environment that you're moving into might be unfamiliar. There could be that aspect as well. So it could be almost a VR, but then if somebody doesn't have the VR thing, they could actually be an omniscient person either helping or filling other individuals in on, on things that are going on. Almost in a way, it's almost a hybrid Sims is how I see it, where it's, you'd have, you'd have your people that are uploaded into it. And then you'd have that third person taking care of them and directing them with things they want to do or having that conversations back and forth. It's definitely, there's a, a flexibility there because of the robust nature of the show upload what's in the future but then there's so um much advancement that even we're even saying you could have when you're having conversations with your hand that could be potentially ar augmented reality so it's oh. maybe maybe you could be talking or what you're saying meta google sorry metaverse where you would be somebody who's in vr and they'd call you and then AR, you could talk to them as they're in VR thing. That's, I, I'm not sure exactly how the, the design of that, I'm not sure how that would parlay what, if it would be a story or if it would be just be an experience, but yeah, there's definitely many hooks in technology that could be used to make it interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I agree. And actually, you know what, maybe, maybe you are the angel and um. you're, and so there's VR elements when you're interacting with your upload. But then there's AR elements for when you are, I don't know, trying to solve the mystery on the, in the real world, mm-hmm. yeah. which could be cool. And maybe you get notifications from your upload. Like it's almost like a Tamagotchi, but oh, a person yeah. that could be cool. Yeah. And I think that crossing that barrier is definitely very impactful as well when it comes to, yes, telling stories. There are the one game that really did that well, even though it's a different sort of type of game was uh, Metal Gear Solid, the first one, where it was like, you have to talk to that agent and you're like, who's this agent? I think she's on the back of the cover. And you're like, what? And then you look on the back and then you see this codec that you have to dial. Meryl is on the back of the game that you've purchased. And that's an interesting, whoa, this is weird. And then you dial it. They do cool stuff like that. 
Yeah. And it's almost like it would be that soundboard of having to do things in reality, which would affect your, you know, potential game character. Maybe once you get back in, maybe it is, oh, I got, I don't know. There's certain tasks that you'd have to establish to help your in-game character. And maybe there's some currency or maybe there's some sort of attributes that you have to fill while you're outside of it before you get inside of it or something. Mm -hmm. like so we don't know exactly We'd have to maybe nail down what type of story potentially would be, would play out, but how would you, in context of what we talked about so far, how would you empower, I guess, the player that is within this VR world? Right. So we would need to, we need to nail down the narrative, whether you're mm -hmm. the angel or the upload. If you're mm -hmm. the upload, you should be able to hack things because she gives Nathan that thing. And he is, he's like this really genius programmer. Maybe yeah. You're able to influence things in ways that people aren't usually able to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I where I remember playing Deus Ex and turning into a hacker where you're, you're seeing the backstory of things and you can get access to things that you normally wouldn't, which could potentially cause glitches or open up access to in very areas that might be cut off, which would be yeah. very interesting as well. I know in the show Upload, there is that torrent that is part of their environment where it's just this amassment of information that's going in and to the metaverse that they're within. But then there's also these like glitches that, that take place within your environment. And it's just like getting access to, to different parts of information that could have a causality as you're trying to, let's say, have them work in your favor. Yeah. This is the one we answered to a degree. How do you develop this game to make it more inclusive? Yeah, definitely. I would maybe not lock it to Nathan because if it's going to be a VR experience mm -hmm. that it, I, I don't know, for some reason, it feels weird to me to think of me in a guy's body. So maybe you can customize it to a certain degree and maybe you can select your angel. But then I guess accessibility VR can make people feel pretty motion sick. This is um, true. Yeah. So I don't know if there's a way to make it more accessible, but I know that there are settings that you can change to basically try to lessen that. So I would definitely, I would definitely try to make sure that is looked into. Yeah. Um, other ways. No, I think that's it. Yeah, because I know that uh, with motion sickness, I know initially with a lot of VR, it was the refresh rate for when somebody would be wearing the goggles. And if it was either too low or weren't synced, it would affect the inner ear where you'd get motion sickness. And also you could get a lot of eye strain as well. I think as um, nowadays, it seems everything is 60 hertz and above. Whereas I remember before you could have a computer monitor that was a much lower refresh rate. And actually that would be much more of a strain on your eyes, but in it making, making it more accessible to some individuals, maybe it's, there's an aspect to have it. How granular do you want it? Because you can teleport to areas now in regards yeah, to and that's, For <laughs> me, that's what helps is teleporting and then just <laughs> being able to look around in your area, which mm -hmm. I think this game could lend to it because it's not going to be action heavy. Mm -hmm. You don't have to move. There's no speed element to it. Mm -hmm. But if you just like need to move forward, look around, try to solve the the thing you're trying to solve, whether it be mm -hmm. a puzzle. Like I, I picture it more like a puzzle game, honestly, mm -hmm. than than anything, and just lots of human interaction, exploration. Mm -hmm. so. Yeah, it's definitely. It could be you enter this metaverse and it's okay. You can do the socialized thing, chill and talk and do fun stuff. Or you could go on a starship 
and then have a very quick adventure on that front, almost like a 3D board game to a degree, but it's like it wears many hats. And then maybe you can have something that's a little bit more action oriented where it'd be like, oh, you could go into this lobby and play with people that want to re-experience Alex, which is Valve's 3D like game that they've developed. And, but where it comes to a, I guess, a difficulty level is you wouldn't really get a fast pace. Like you wouldn't be running and jumping on rooftops. Like yeah. People would, that relation of, as we see many times again, where it's that one person who's on a rooftop or in a roller coaster, they're definitely the inner ear is tricking their mind into thinking they're in a place that is much more dangerous than it actually is. And you wouldn't want to have people running into walls or so you definitely have to, as a designer, keep that in scope so that individuals aren't engaging in things that could be much more damaging, maybe to their immediate environment. What would be your rendition if there was puzzle, I want to say boss fight, but that might not be as indicative of the the medium that we're talking about right now. But what do you think would be really compelling in that regard? Could you paint maybe a scenario or like you know, yeah. a little vignette of something? So the last episode when Nora is being chased <laughs> and he helps her by hacking into things in the outside world, <laughs> that could be a cool boss fight. It's less you not fighting directly, but you basically speed hacking to following her on the cameras and controlling elevators and <laughs> things like that to try to save her. That could be a cool boss fight. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That aspect of he, in a way, is turning into the AI that is omniscient, looking at her in the real world, which is an interesting flip. And the story of them trying to figure out why Brown was killed, they're unveiling a lot of, they're stirring up the hornet's nest. And then all of a sudden, obviously they want to shut that down. And when he was tracking her through cameras and even people's phones, am I making stuff up? Oh, I can't um, remember. Uh, that would be cool. Yeah. But it's just, it's almost like an AI in a sense of just trying to ensure that, oh, I can see where you're going. Oh, he called her actually. He's right behind you. And it's like, yeah, of course he's right behind me. You can Imagine, see him, you know, like if ridiculous. They had, if they had up, if we had upload technology, mm -hmm. do you think that they could just upload people as AIs? They're like, it'd be a job that you take. You can't go back though. That's the only problem. It's a one-way ticket. Yeah. But they're just yeah. like, hey, seeking this type of person to be our AI yeah, at our it's, office. It's really interesting. That's where that the philosophy comes. If it is a, oh, it's just how I think in, in context to who I am. When you think about it in that regard, it's almost like you are locked in your body in the actions that you do. It's very, what's that analog? Your life is very analog. And in that you have this experience, but when you move to digital, you can be anywhere, anybody. It's almost money isn't even a factor anymore because it's your, what you can experience is so far beyond. But then again, it's almost, is it the same experience? And it's, and if it is to the heights of, oh, it's, you couldn't tell the difference between real life and this sort of upload reality. It's would the person then become an AI that would be, oh, the exploring the human psyche. What could I do? How much would I change as a person or something else? It, there's definitely a, a potentiality there for 
someone to almost level up significantly, much more than they would have experienced in the real world, maybe having access to philosophers and to become much more intelligent beyond their years because they were in a place where they didn't have access to that. It's almost like how they say money is a multiplier of your personality. To a degree, being uploaded is almost would be potentially a multiplier to your personality. How you think, you would want to be, oh, we got we got Einstein in here. Would he continue to be Einstein of problem solving the universe? And then essentially the information, what he would find, he'd give back to humanity. Where it's, look, I've developed space time travel. If we uploaded amazing people, they could just keep working forever. Yeah, or just they, and they, they have like endless to. access. Yeah, that is true. So you don't enslave someone's mind. Yeah. And again, it's, it opens this Pandora's box too. Yeah. So it's, there's definitely a lot of, it's almost like the idea is simple, <laughs> but then it definitely opens a Pandora's box of elements that would have to be investigated and really thought through because, you know, it, it is that aspect of at what point does something become sentient? I think therefore I am. So then if that's the case, is this person, is AI human? And if AI is human, then it's, you can't really, if AIs, just leave me alone. Well, <laughs> we made you. Right. Yeah. I just want to be left alone. Don't just don't bother me. And then you're like, and don't, you can't unplug me or recode me into to something. Just leave me alone. Yeah. And that's the thing where it's almost like you'd want, people would want to get something from that. But at the same time, it, it's almost, you reach this point of, if this is the result that might not be expected how does one come to terms with that unexpected result and also how did how is one shaped by the things that they want to explore hopefully not monetize for oh. to get to turn it into we need to get more money from people so therefore we made this ai that this is oh that's weird let's you you could be developing things for the that opens up that are you making things for the betterment of humanity or you're making things for the betterment to just funnel more money to yourself. So it's interesting debate. And I rambled on to that, <laughs> to that degree. Yeah. But I do agree that boss fight or scenario I do think would be really interesting. Yeah, I think it'd be really um, fun to do, which is important. Yeah, for sure. Also as well, it being a VR world in anything that we have here in reality by that statement, and we have in reality, it potentially comes a DLC where I feel clothing brands, video game characters, environments that people could just walk around in all become content for DLC that people can explore and, and get lost in, in let's say crossover properties. Yeah. I don't know what your thoughts are on what types of DLC properties do you think would be appealing, but I guess. It would be difficult because we'd basically mm -hmm. be asking these companies to be in a world satirizing stuff that they're doing. So I wonder how many brands that you can come in to, uh, we'd like you to come into our game, but mm -hmm. we're also criticizing all your mergers and the fact that you've monetized everything. <laughs> and, but so, but now so, some of what you've described actually is very metaverse mm -hmm. to have video game characters be in there and to be able to go to different metaverse is my favorite ready player. That is a metaverse. And so what you've described, some of it actually goes into that metaverse. So if we just wanted to create a social hub that is 
like the uploads rather than a, a, a place where people are dead. Having those kinds of crossovers could be awesome. But now DLC for a sort of satire, that would be a little bit more difficult to get people mm -hmm. to guest in it. It would have to be thing companies that are not that are share similar values and are okay with if that makes sense yeah or even it almost be like it could almost also be the person's almost availability to it's i know that i've been uploaded but i don't want my life to be viewed as a joke so it's almost how much of a joke environment could this person deal with and maybe they're just, no, I don't want to deal with any of that. Other people might be like, oh, it's a joke. You know I'm in this world, but then it's another person might be like, no, this is not really a joke. It's, um, it's like, if you think of Einstein, it's like, would Einstein want to have Taco Bell burrito? So if we're talking you know? about creating an actual <laughs> upload, then I think yeah. an actual upload world where you're actually uploaded, then sky's the limit with guesting. People yeah. want to be in there. <laughs> so they'll be coming to us. Yeah, it's it's in context. It just opens up so much. It's and that's the reason why there's so much of a a push towards VR and AR and to creating this metaverse because it's almost a new earth but digital. And for the things that people do on the earth here, they would want to do on the earth digitally. And it could be a place that in a way, much like we use games and much like we write stories and much like we create things that are indicative of really rich experiences, opens the gates to have that as well within this realm. But also it, because it is a, a medium that is very new, it almost, depending on the individuals growing up in the time now and after them, almost inadvertently gives them tools to know how to create those narratives and those stories. We'll dabble within them, but somebody born at a time when it's, oh yeah, everybody's going into the meta tonight, you want to go hang out in the meta. 20 years from now, their uh, relationship to wanting to create experiences might be different, might be similar, but then might be different. They can, we can sculpt in VR, we can do all these things in VR, but then it's, you could create worlds in VR unhinged where it's, oh, I want to, this is the, be, the experience we're going to go through here. And it's, and that could be really compelling and interesting. It's back when I look at watch San Junipero, sorry, you need to watch San Junipero. San Junipero. Okay. Okay. Yeah, and this the is the Black Mirror. That's the Black Mirror episode, season yes. three, like episode four. Yeah, man. You'll, I think you'll enjoy Definitely. Which actually, you know what? If we were making a game based on upload, so a character who's been uploaded, not a real metaverse, but we're making basically a fake. The, the idea is that you are a person who has died and you've been uploaded. I think if we're <laughs> making that, then a San Junipero DLC would be absolutely valid. Mm hmm. That'd be awesome. People would be into that. Mm -hmm. And this is I, like, I feel like I, I don't mind if you want to give some things away for what it relates to. Is it very similar to upload or? It does have very similar. <laughs> yes, it is similar, <laughs> but it's, it's a different tone. Whereas upload is very satirical and maybe a little bit cynical. This one is very thoughtful, is very, it, sh it shows, I feel like it shows it in a more positive light. Check it out.
Okay. Okay. Maybe that's a future episode. You're maybe we could does it piggyback off this one and maybe check that out and talk about that one next episode. Yeah. But no, thank you so much for the uh, the recommendation of. It's no Gapper's problem. Night. Yeah. yeah. I was. What are we gonna listen to? And I'm like. And yeah. apparently there is a second season coming out. Yeah, we could depending on how much or if it changes to a degree. Maybe we'll if it's more of the same, then it's okay. We've hit that mark, but. If it does change or add some spins in, in how it's being utilized, yeah, have another episode on that or maybe just a part two on this one or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Replayable was created by Darian McRae. Our co-hosts are Jennifer Owen and Amanda Preparzi. Thank you for listening. For ideas on future episodes, please contact us at ideas at replayablepodcast.com. <laughs>